Hi there, this is Jenny Stilwell and welcome to the 7% Club podcast. For the 7% of business owners who break through 2 million in sales and for those on track to join this club. If you want to upscale from seven to eight figures, you'll need to make some shifts in how you grow, structure and lead your company because you cannot get to 10 million in the same way that you reached your first one or two million in revenue. This podcast is to help you upscale. Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the 7% Club podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about the four key roles of a CEO. Now, all CEOs have their first time in the role. In most seven-figure companies where the founder runs the business, I think it's fair to say that none of them have ever been a CEO before, and many of them haven't had executive roles working in other companies. So as such, they don't have any reference points as they navigate from seven to eight figures. They're used to being involved in everything and often trying to control everything. And as the business grows, this approach is untenable. I heard a title for how business owners operate at this stage called Chief Everything Officer, which I think is really very apt. So very few people understand what a CEO does, even those who need to step into the role in their own company. So one of the main components of the shift business growth framework for upscaling growth is the develop and lead component. So understanding what the CEO role entails is important and it isn't easy to make the shift, but it is essential if you want to grow your company from seven to eight figures or simply just beyond $2 million turnover and upscale it from there. So this podcast is all about stepping into that leadership role. So the first role of a CEO, in my opinion, and there are many, but these are the four that that I'm summarising here, which I think are the most important, is to create the vision. So what drives the company forward? What's the picture that you can see for the business? Where are you going? A vision unfolds in the owner's head. So when you first start out, unless you're Richard Branson or Elon Musk, most people have goals rather than a vision. There might be a hazy picture of where you want to take the business, But in the beginning, the focus has to be on takeoff. So once the business is viable and it has a team, the CEO has to make the vision and the strategic direction clear for everyone because it's not just the CEO or the business owner anymore. There's a team of people wanting to know where are we going. So that means the owner needs to get it out of their head and communicate the vision clearly to the team. So the vision provides strategic direction from which comes the focus on priorities for everyone. The vision makes it clear to your team, your customers and partners, what your business is about, what it stands for, who it serves and the value that it delivers. It's often referred to as the North Star and it guides you what to say yes to and what to say no to. Jim Collins referred to it as having to be a vivid vision that is communicated clearly and consistently. So here are a few examples from businesses that were once small, and these vision statements are taken directly from their websites. So Carmen's of Carmen's Muesli fame, our vision is to be the most loved Australian gourmet food brand, enjoyed every day around the world. Everything we do flows from that. Apple, to make the best products on earth and to leave the world better than we found it. Disney, to be one of the world's leading producers and providers of entertainment and information. And Amazon, our vision is to be Earth's most customer-centric company where customers can find and discover 
anything they might want to buy online and endeavours to offer its customers the lowest possible prices. So these are big vision statements from organisations operating in different degrees on a global basis. Clearly, considerable thinking has gone into the specific words used to craft such specific visions. If the vision has been well-crafted, like Carmen's, as their vision statement says, everything we do flows from that. Driving and helping to craft the vision statement is a core component of the CEO's role. Number two, be the conductor of your people. So if we're going to use this analogy, let's think of the vision as the symphony. So the sheet music is the strategy and the action plan. The orchestra make up your team, all focused on doing their bit for the whole, and the CEO is the conductor, bringing it all together. The conductor doesn't play any instrument, although they may well do so and do it well. The conductor can hear what's working and what needs tweaking. They know what to do to get the whole orchestra playing in harmony. And there can only be one conductor for the orchestra to follow. So the conductor must keep everyone on track with the sheet music, their own priorities, tempo, and all working together to achieve the right balance. The conductor doesn't rush in and grab an instrument from someone who isn't playing as well as they need to. No, they just lead their orchestra. And if they're a good conductor, their people will follow. They have their own job to do that results in them being a great conductor and getting the best from the orchestra. And that is the role of the CEO, to be the conductor and lead your team. In order to do that, you need to know your team and their capabilities, what makes them respond and lift their game, and what will demotivate them. You need to be able to allocate the right instruments to the right people and lead them in formation toward the company's vision. And they need to trust you. They need to trust your capabilities. They need to trust your judgment and that you have their back. These are the characteristics and capabilities that you need to embody as the conductor and the leader. Role number three for the CEO is to steer the company. Strategic decisions that impact the progress of the company will fall on the CEO. You need to know how to make these decisions. They underpin the company's growth and they also provide guidance, direction and criteria against which decisions can be made. If you follow the principles in my book, The 7% Club, you will have the best quantitative and qualitative information you need to steer the company, including data analysis, research and cultural parameters. In the event of uncharted waters like a pandemic, you need to continue to be the conductor. Hold on to the vision and lead through the challenge in the same way you would want to be led if you weren't the CEO. As long as you have the numbers and a dashboard and the right people, you will be able to steer and course correct from wherever you are. Don't ignore the dashboard. Engage in regular two-way communication with your team, your customers, and your key stakeholders, and try to stay calm and think. You can't steer if you remain too deeply in the day-to-day and never look up to see where the company's actually headed. So this is a major shift for many business owners 
And if you want to make it into the 7% club, it is essential to master. And finally, role number four for CEOs is to take full responsibility for decisions and results. This goes without saying, but unfortunately, there are still, I think, far too many CEOs who operate with a focus on blame. It is completely unacceptable to blame anyone in your team for decisions or results that didn't go according to plan. If I hear someone blaming their team for poor company performance or missed opportunities or mistakes that lost company or client, all I hear is warning bells. This person has failed to see their business through the eyes of a leader. They are also creating a negative and possibly toxic culture by their behavior. Mistakes will always happen and it's the CEO's role to first take responsibility for what has happened and deal with it and then to try and ensure it doesn't happen again. Mistakes are usually a process issue or a people issue. Decisions that were wrong and results that don't happen may be due to several reasons, but the role of the CEO is to take full responsibility and deal with it. If you're a director of a company, you can't claim ignorance as a defense. A director has responsibility to stay across the numbers, core activities and initiatives in a business and ask questions to uncover more depth of information or to explore anomalies. And as the CEO, the same applies. So I hope you took something useful out of this podcast. And until next time, see you soon. And that's all for today's episode of the 7% Club podcast. And thank you so much for listening. If you'd like advice and support on how to grow your business from seven to eight figures in a manageable and profitable way, get in touch via my website, jennystillwell.com.au, and that's one L in the middle and two on the end, or connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to chat to you. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to be able to help you. And as always, wherever you are in the world, remember, better strategy, better business, better life.